Today on Empowering Workplaces, we are talking to Eric Ortega, Employee Experience Manager at World Market, about their cultural alignment with the core values and his role as culture coach. Super excited for this conversation. Welcome to Empowering Workplaces, a show for everyone who wants to make work better and more fulfilling. We are your hosts, culture designer Maddie Grant and organizational psychologist Sonia Lucina. Join us in today's awesome conversation. Welcome, Eric. Oh my goodness, we're so thrilled to have you on. I, <laughs> I'm i just above the moon because we spoke recently, we just reconnected and you were telling me a little bit about your work at World Market. And I just knew, I think it was like a few minutes into the conversation that the world needs to hear all the amazing <laughs> things that you're doing and all the projects that you're running at World Market and in your role. And as Maddie introduced you really as this, you know, culture coach, I think every organization needs a role like that. <laughs> they don't have one now. So just a very, very warm welcome to the show. We have so many questions for you because again I'm just so thrilled for you to share all the work that you've done with our audience but before we jump into everything would you please mind just taking a couple of minutes and introducing yourself telling us a little bit more about you uh, beyond your you know role in the organization then we'll jump in absolutely well hi Maddie and Sanja thank you so much for having me here today I'm really excited um, as well to share some of the exciting things that uh, we're doing at World Market and some of the projects that I've helped lead to really empower our workplace. Um, and really my, my role there is a culture coach to leaders and to the business. Um, so it's a little bit of partnerships with TA, you sprinkle in a little bit of benefits, you sprinkle in onboarding process and systems and other things. And um, it's this really unique unicorn kind of hodgepodge role that gets to work with a lot of different partners across all of our different business verticals. So our stores, distribution centers, our corporate home office. And I just, I love it because it's, we get to identify different ways to improve the overall employee experience, uh, whether it's removing obstacles, right. Or just mm -hmm. different friction, breaking down silos, which can get challenging but fun um it's we have different puzzle pieces right that we're we're, put, we're putting together sometimes not even having the right pieces that fit so we're having to create them um ultimately with an end goal in mind of like curating this really awesome experience for our associates to retain talent that are going to help us drive our business that align with you know our our values and the culture that not just we want as an organization, but I think that our employees just are also asking for and need from us. Um, so this feels like a place where they want to work and they're proud to work for. I love that. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> ditto, ditto. Um, so you mentioned the word values, and that was actually one of um, one of the many, but one of the main reasons why Maddie and I want would just love to have you on the show is that last time we spoke you had mentioned you had just done a lot of values work at world market and then one of your values was empowerment and i thought eric <laughs> this was the universe meant to be has spoken <laughs> i know like if we need any more signs like you absolutely have to come and talk about it now i do want to take us a step back because a lot of the organizations that we talk with 
like values are such a big thing and values are something that, you know, has maybe been around since the company started and it's something that's ingrained in the culture. And a lot of times I'll have people look at me and say, but, you know, can we outgrow those them? Can we change them? What does that mean for our organization? And, and of course, my, you know, my answer is always yes, because as humans, we change and evolve and our values change and we learn, we get to know ourselves better. And it's the it's true for organizations as well. Just because something served us really well at one point doesn't mean that that's something that we have to continue to be. So maybe if you don't mind telling us a little bit around what even initiated to start the values project and then how you went about, what was your strategy in defining what you ultimately ended up with and which values aside from empowerment did you <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more. Um, I think it, the values that you have, the culture that you have, the people you have in role kind of help get you to where you need to go to that next chapter. But once you get to that next uh, milestone, like how do you need to reevaluate to continue to move forward and drive positive change and grow the business and your organization. And change is really what ultimately was the catalyst for this. So back in 2020, you know, COVID-19 pandemic, mm-hmm. trying to navigate that as a business, uh, transitioning to hy- hybrid workplace, dealing with all of the different safety protocols in place to keep our team safe, which of course is different, you know, for the corporate team versus stores versus DCs. You have this um high turnover that's resulting because of the pandemic on top of that we're managing a divestiture from our former parent public company now transitioning to privately owned and so there's a separation of systems of teams like we need to get a payroll team like in place to help make sure everyone gets paid we need to have (laughs) we need to reallocate new heads and do all kinds of uh systemic changes across the organization, right? So there's new leadership that comes into place. So just change like quite literally every sense of the word across every vertical at every layer. It was very fast change happening at this very uncertain time mm-hmm. where it just felt like I have no control in like what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. Not in the world, not in like work sometimes because all, the thing that I I knew that I was supposed to come in and do has now shifted or looks different. Um, so that was really like the start of this because as we looked under new leadership and we became privately held, we looked, we paused or the, the, the senior team was like, okay, well, we're, where do you want to go to next, right? How are we going to evolve and grow our business and really go from here into this next chapter for the brand? And that lent itself for an opportunity to uh, reassess our existing values and our mission statement, our customer promise, to make sure we were meeting the needs of our employees and our customers for the new demographic that they were, for where we are today in this point in time, as the workforce has changed, as labor has changed, as customer demands and expectations have changed. So that was ultimately like the catalyst that really drove it. Um, And I would say something that heavily influenced this project was also that at that same time, I was uh, tasked with setting up or formalizing the organization's first DEI, so diversity equity Mm -hmm. 
programming as well. So inclusion became very top of mind, front of front of mind for our senior team as we were building out who are going to be our executive sponsors, how are we going to engineer inclusion into different existing processes, processes or create new ones or new programs. And so I think that also is what kind of sparked this idea of, well, we're thinking about how we can provide more equitable access to everyone, how we can provide more seats at different tables across the organization so employees feel heard and empowered and included. Why can't this value project then become one of these ways in which we provide a seat at the table for our associates to share their voice and have a say and what this next evolution of the organization, the brand and the culture is going to look like. Gosh, I love that so much because it's it shows how strategic it was in the change that you were making, that it wasn't like a vanity project or something like, oh, we want to change. Like, I want to get a different hair color, you know, just because it's fun. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, but it's it was a part of this bigger transformation. And so when somebody looks and ask like why are we doing this all of a sudden it's because you as an organization want to go through this change and so it makes sense to change that part in a way of your dna to really support who you want to be moving ahead i love that yeah and i would like to think that for our employees who and because let's be honest i don't think a lot of people like change change can be difficult to navigate into employees. yes <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's a new hair color, a new job, a new system, like it's, it, it can be challenging. And so I think giving them a sense of empowering them with this ability to have an input or a say in the way yet another thing is going to evolve and change. Um, I, I would like to think that it felt good, that it felt empowering, that it felt like I have a sense of control or a say in the type of place that I want to work in. Um, and we got a lot of overwhelmingly positive feedback about, like, I can't believe you're actually asking us that you care about what, like, I want the values to be and what's important to us. And, you know, based off their feedback, we we went from six to three values, right? Uh, we updated our, our mission statement, our customer promise based off the feedback that the nuggets of information employees shared around, you know, we're winning in this. We say we do this, but I think if we did it this way, oh, so much better. Or have you, ever, have you ever considered, right, maybe like doing it this way? And it just sheds so much light um, into other parts of the business or processes that we weren't even really looking to understand. Mm -hmm. But it sparked other initiatives like the need for a new intranet, uh, the need for <laughs> Training. And so we've started to develop all these other things that, are, that stemmed from this survey that we did that had nothing to do with the values, really. Yeah. We but, call those culture plays. Yeah. Yeah. Those culture consulting. Yeah, culture plays in a culture playbook. And it's all about processes and um, how you do things very concretely that, that you can change big and small, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's amazing because one, I know we talked about two data points and now as we're talking, I'm like, oh, they're both so relevant right now. So um, <laughs> I'll mention one of them and then we'll jump back to the other one. So 
You were mentioning surveys and one of the questions, so as, as a part of our podcast, we ask 300 people across the United States um, a question that we just fielded a couple of days ago. So data hot off the presses. And one of the questions was, do you feel like your employer takes action based on feedback employees provide in company surveys? And in our results, we saw that only 42% said, absolutely. 39% said, mm, somewhat. Mm. And then 20% between not really and not at all. And so I love the story that you're sharing, because what a great way to actually have a conversation with your employees at scale through a survey and then take all of that information and say, wow, <laughs> look at all this amazing ideas and insight that we got out of it. And look at maybe it's something that we didn't even think would be as huge as it was, but it's all this input and in how we can actually shape our values. Um, what was the reaction to that from your employees? Because I'm guessing they probably didn't expect like to have such a loud voice as a part yeah. of this big change. No, absolutely. I, I would say that if you were to have surveyed our employees right before these uh, new projects and initiatives that we rolled out, the, it would have probably had a similar bell curve yeah. where it would be <laughs> like, no, you're not going to really do it with my, uh, with my feedback. And, you know, to be honest, in some of the, the open text responses in the survey, some employees did share things like, well, I think this is really cool and I appreciate this opportunity and I hope someone reads this. I hope someone does something with it. I'll be honest. I don't know if anyone will. And so that's where, and I don't blame them, right? Because I think we, a lot of us have had those experiences before. And I think that's where it was really fun to work with some of the executive sponsors on this team to really just be like, well, I like bet we're going to really uh, we're, we're, we're going to prove you wrong and show you that we can build a sense of trust with you. And we can earn that by really taking your voice. But I think to do that, we have to take another step back and really go into storytelling mode because our employees then have to understand like what's the linkage that we're creating, right? How we can't just roll something out. We have to then go back and thank the individuals who contributed to that. And that's what we started doing as we rolled out the new values of which are authenticity, respect, and empowerment, by the way. I don't think I answered that earlier. <laughs> uh, as we rolled out the new values, as we rolled out a new internet, as we rolled out new training programs, we started during like town halls and during training sessions, during lunch and learns, calling out specific employees who participated either in surveys in focus groups, uh, provided feedback, which is general partners in these lists as well. Uh, so people could really see like the faces behind these initiatives and this change. Um, and I think that type of recognition is important as well to really help drive this message forward. Yeah, I really, really love that. And I was just, this just popped into my head, but my partner, Jamie, wrote a blog post that's called, the title of it is, it's not survey fatigue, it's lack of action fatigue. So um, totally, yeah. totally resonate with what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. kind of well, and as somebody that's been on the back end of the data, like having sent surveys and looking at it, I also know how frustrating 
it can be to want to do so much and feel like you don't have the capacity to. So it's like you asked mm -hmm. all these people for information. They shared really good things. And now you're looking and say, okay, when? <laughs> like, right. There's so much that we can be doing. So I think it's it's really discouraging. I think both ways when you're not able to do that, but it, when you are able to take such meaningful action, I think Eric, to your point, like to tell that story, to make sure people realize how connected that is, to make sure they feel really valued for what they shared, because it's not just lip service. Like I think mm -hmm. most of us don't ask because we want to say we asked. And sometimes maybe we think we're looking for validation because we think we know what's going on. But I would say it's very rarely that you get some results back and you're like, oh, I would have guessed all of that. Usually you look at some of the findings, you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> what's going on here? You know, whether it's at a global level or whether it's a, you know, more particular location or a division, there's always something very telling. So it's definitely... Um, like a, a strategic thing to do, not just like a checkbox around, oh, we should be doing, you know, our annual surveys, a quarterly surveys. We did check. Let's move on to the next thing. Right. Now, something else that we were talking about that I think is such a critical part of this equation is really, you know, you, so you, you've done all this work. You got great input from your employees. You came up with three really powerful values, authenticity, respect, empowerment. And then it's about going back and making sure that your employees are internalizing that and that they know what they are and that you know they know why you came up with them and what that really means. And so the other question that we had asked to U.S. workers um, across um, across different industries, across different locations, um, was, "Do you know what your employer's company values are?" And just over half of the respondents said, yes, I know all of them. 31% or just under a third said, yes, I know some of them. 8% said, I don't really know what they are at our company. 4% said, we don't have company values. And 5% said, I'm not actually sure what company values are. And so we looked at this data and I would love for you to share um, what was your reaction when you saw it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, one, that's one of the questions we actually asked our employees before we asked them to drill into, you know, rate our actual values and how we're defining them, the degree to which we're living them. One of the first questions on the survey was, do you know what they are? And we had similar results to this poll that you just shared or about half said yes. And the other half were like, I know some of them or I don't really know them at all. I've never seen these before. And what was really interesting to me was how different the responses were across different business verticals. Mm -hmm. um, so as I looked at the data from our corporate home office to our DCs, to our stores, it was very split in how each of them their level of education around them, their ability to like an awareness of them, the ability to recall them, understand them. And as I started to peel back the layers with the, with the partners I was working on this project with, it really came down to the differences in how each of these verticals had initially socialized them, rolled them out, managed corporate comms around them, and more importantly, had like engineered them into or integrated these values into how they're speaking about recognition, 
how they're managing talent, how they're included in things like the appraisal process mm -hmm. or during the interview process. And because there wasn't consistency across the board, for me, that was the root cause as to why there was such discrepancies among each of the three verticals and their understanding um, of what the values were. And so we learned from that. <laughs> and so as we <laughs> rolled them around this time, we've been a lot more thoughtful around how are we going to ensure more consistency across all three business verticals to make sure all of our employees have the same level of education or access to understanding what they are. They're being held accountable to the behaviors that support them in the same ways, so it's fair. Um, so now, I mean, when we rolled them out, everyone's like, oh, I'm just so glad it's done. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> no, no, no. That was the done. easy part. That was the easy part. Now the lift is now, how are we going to update our appraisal process? our interview guides, our job descriptions. You know, we can't just like roll out a poster, stick it on the wall or put it in our handbook and say, we're done. It now becomes, what are all the channel channels and vehicles and tools we're going to use to really make this front and center and part of like day-to-day -day language to drive cultural change. Um, so I'm not, I'm not surprised that the results were what they were, uh, but I'm hoping that if we were to take do a pulse check again a year from now, because we just rolled these out, we would see a difference and more people mm -hmm. understand what they are. Now that they're, they're a little more, they're simple, uh, but it's also like you had a saying what they were. So I'm hoping yeah. that it'll resonate more with you and you'll remember it more because it's, it's what you asked for. Yeah. I, I agree. And it, it was interesting. I was recently having a conversation with a large healthcare company, and I think they're about 150,000 employees. And we were talking about their annual survey. And they said, you know, we generally get above 90% response rate. And we know in the world of survey, that's a pretty good one. Mm -hmm. And I asked them how, you know, what do you do? And they said, you know, it really ties back to our values. It will, it's what we value as an organization. We know that it's, you know, a lot of what we ask is tied to our values, giving people voice, like in your case, empowerment ties to that. And so they said it, it's really about what our culture is and what we stand up to be. And, you know, I found that so refreshing because a lot of times when we think about it, and of course for us, like, you know, Question Pro, you use us for surveys. We have reminders. We have all these fun mm -hmm. technology things that help people with completion rates. And of course we do. But if you don't have the culture that sustains that, if you don't have that foundation, no matter what technology you use or what kind of fun, fancy bells and whistles it has, it doesn't necessarily get you to where you need to be. So I think that... I love everything that you're saying. I'm so glad to hear you say that in some ways the journey is just starting because I have seen that a lot, that it's it's a big undertaking to define something as important as values. It's a big job. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of thinking, hours, iteration, all of it. You know all of that. Mm -hmm. But the, in some ways, the hard work starts when they're done because now it's that to your point that internalization how do we really weave it into our, our culture and how do we in some way very naturally talk about it through everything that we do so when decisions are made our employees our team members know 
that it was also because it was aligned to our values. When we're asking people to be, you know, participative and part of a decision, it's because it's tied to the values. When we want people to show up with who they are, like all of those different things. But I think for you, everything that you're explaining, it's almost this, um, very nice playbook. And that's why I part of the reason why I wanted us to have this conversation, because I do hope that for, you know, individuals, organizations who are listening, they're thinking about not only this larger goal of there's a lot of change happening, what a brilliant time to redefine who you are, but then also combined with some of the practical steps. And I hope, I think, you know, Hopefully, I always hesitate when I say this that we're out of the pandemic because you just kind of never know. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> so, not I, say, I, say, I say it with caution, but we've gone through some difficult waves. And I think that there's still a lot of organizations that have an opportunity to go through that redefinition. And we're seeing so many studies about the type of work and how organizations are restructuring themselves and a lot of changes are being made. And so I do hope that organizations take this moment, like you mentioned, and I mean, a world market, almost all the changes that you mentioned, I was like, was that like almost anything that stayed the same at that moment? It's like, I almost picture you all in a ship and there's like wind and then there's sun and there's like all these <laughs> things going on and you're just holding on saying like, okay, like, but how do we now steer this ship to where we want it to be versus all this change having an impact on us and us in some way losing control. And that's exactly what you did, you know, as a part of that re redefinition too. And so I, I do think that, a lot of organizations is they're making different strategic decisions. And I think, you know, what's most vocal in, in the news is return to the office. And is it hyper work mm -hmm. from, there's a lot of other strategy going on. It's, it's a tough economy. There are different demands on the market, even different States in the U S are passing different employment laws. So there's a lot to manage. What a brilliant time. Again, I think for a lot of people and organizations to take a step back and engage in, in some of that work that you did. And so for, for listeners that, you know, are taking all of this in and saying, yes, yes, I'm on board. What were maybe, you know, some, some pieces of advice or some lessons learned, whether they're good or like if I had a do over, maybe I would do something differently for somebody that's listening, that's strongly considering doing this exercise or maybe on their way, what are some things that you, you know, you would maybe recommend they, to make sure they do or, or don't do? Right. Um, well, I would say you need to have a strong partnership and have executive sponsors for, for this type of undertaking and initiative. And I was very fortunate. I mean, the sponsors for this where our SVP of stores, SVP of HR, our president of the company, our chief merchandising officer. Like, so we had a lot of big players who are heavily invested in the organization and manage our largest teams um, who were invested in this project and establishing an early partnership with them, I think really helped us move the needle and get um, the buy-in we needed to then really drive the message with everyone else in the organization to encourage participation in the survey to encourage participation in focus groups that we did uh, with their teams and help them and helping everyone else that reports under their, their verticals um, the importance of their voice. And then having them, since these executives are the ones that are oftentimes presenting at town halls and con conferences and things like that, 
having them as an advocate for the importance of our values, how it links back to our culture, um, encouraging associates to have a voice to speak up and reiterate that message that you are empowered to do these things and contribute to our business and share in that with us, I think goes a long way because uh, you're hearing it from the top um, and you're seeing the ways that they're doing it. Um, and I think it just creates like an inspiring moment for everyone else to see that there is truth in what you're asking for and what you're presenting. Um, and then I would say you really have to have a really open mind uh, yeah. because as you mentioned earlier, you don't even, you don't know where these results are going to take you. I think we started off with an assumption of ah, our values probably won't change that much or uh, we're probably, it's, the results will probably look like this. And mm -hmm. then we started to dig in and it's like, oh, okay, uh, we were wrong. <laughs> um, but, you know, there was really good learnings in there. But if, if whoever is managing this undertaking and then the partner that you need to then drive the change and continue with next steps aren't open-minded enough to ex be embracing and accepting of that feedback because you know also hearing change isn't the only thing that's hard i think hearing feedback can also be hard as well. yeah for sure yeah yeah so um you you have to be really open-minded and comfortable with the idea that you might get back a result that says the way you've been doing things isn't working anymore and how are you going to change that right and what and that could mean it's something personal because maybe it was a process or an idea or something that that you own right and like maybe you have to let go of it or rethink it um so for sure that partnership and then the open-mindedness to actually then embrace the feedback i think are what helped us really drive the needle and it would be required for anyone else for this undertaking you're so right. I, th I, I talk a lot about feedback and usually I do it more in the sense of like personal feedback or like 360 feedback, mm -hmm. but it's the same when it comes to the organization. Like there's still like that level of sensitivity and sometimes maybe level of surprise. And I think for somebody like us that are so oftentimes tied to the organizational identity and to our roles. Mm -hmm. It's like, you almost take it personally. I remember I've, I've had conversations with my, my direct mo boss and my leader. And he's like, but Sonia, like, I mean, you are a question pro you're not. I'm like, but I am. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't detach myself from it. Like when I talk about it, like that's who I represent. Well, especially if you're you know, senior what I, executives, right? Like it is, you know, you probably built some of these things that people are saying need to yeah. change. <laughs> oh, Maddie, you didn't know me in my early twenties. It was the same. <laughs> and it definitely was no senior executive then. Um, but it's like, it's that, I think it's, it, I think to your point, you're right. It definitely grows with that. But I think to me, it's also how important your work is to you. And Eric, you and I have talked about before for like all like you, Maddie and I are, you know, we live in the same professional world. And we chose to be in it because we care, because we care about culture, because we care about employee experience. I think if you don't, it's a tough area to be, be in because change is not always easy to make. Mm -hmm. But we're here because we want to and because we want to make that effort. And so everything 
you build and everything you try to do in some ways you kind of internalize and it is a reflection of you but yes maddie i totally agree with you there probably grows with age i was just thinking about my 20 some year old self my first full-time job with my turtleneck in a suit <laughs> thinking like every data analysis i was doing was like if something was wrong with it it's like somebody offended my child but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> no, but I think that's also important too, right? Because there's this like innate sense of pride in the work that you're doing. Yeah. Um, and that's something that also came through loud and clear in the survey, which I found just really kind of like heartwarm heartwarming as we look through the data was that our employees shared like, I, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. It doesn't matter if I'm creating a marketing campaign or if I'm the one that's ringing people up the cash register there was this thread of like, I take pride in the work that I do. And I want to also find joy in the work that I'm doing. Like, there's no reason because I'm at work that I shouldn't be able to experience or share joy in that moment with the people that I'm with. Um, And so when things don't go well, or a process or a system feels clunky, or there's friction, um, or, you know, it feels like maybe someone isn't holding up their end of the bargain when it comes to the type of person I want them to be at work or to contribute to this shared experience. That's why it feels, it doesn't feel good because it's because I care so much about the organization because I have that pride because I have that joy for what I do. That's why, that's why it, it feels personal. And I loved that because then to me, it was like, we really do, have the ability to then drive change because it's it's meaningful and personal to everyone in a different way obviously but um i think that like innate sense of just like pride and joy is really going to help propel this like sense of like empowerment to create these authentic and respectful inclusive moments that we're looking towards um well, that's that's the piece that to me is actually so important about your story, because if you think about world market and you mentioned you have corporate home office, you have stores, you have distribution centers. I'm sure you have even more you know, areas of the business that are all very, very different. But every individual person from the cashier to the CEO um, has to be able to to feel the values. Right. And to know that they're that they're in the right place. Right. Um, and and I think that's what makes good values is that it doesn't matter the specifics of the job you're in, the role that you're in, like everybody can, you know, grab onto the values and kind of live it in your own way that is aligned with everybody else, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but I just really love that example because you can't, you can't say, oh, we can't do this because, you know, we have too many different kinds of people. Well, no, everybody can do this. You just have to find the right values, the right words that work for you, the right way to describe the behaviors that are in line with those values and that you want to encourage, you know, all of that stuff, like anybody, any organization, no matter how big or small can do it. Yeah. And I'm ready to add on to that. I think you said something that kind of sparked something in my head. Uh, So I, I... because we took a, we applied that like inclusive lens as our DEI program was being built to this project. Um, I think what you shared is like any, this could apply to anyone, right? And so there was also intentionally this desire to also allow for individuality a bit in the value. Yeah. Um, because 
inherently authenticity, empowerment, and respect are things that are very personal and look and feel different to everyone. Yes. And so although we're all aligned, like the, these three things are our common belief system and foundation for how we're going to define our culture and like grow our business together, they each have enough wiggle room where it can be made to feel personal. Mm -hmm. uh, and the way that I feel like I can be my authentic self is different from you. Mm -hmm. The way that I want to be respected or mm -hmm. feel respect is different from you. And that's why we even, in the way that we define them, it was like respect is about caring how what you do and what you say impacts others, right? It's like, it's so the way that they're all defined is also this includes this like sense of awareness around how is this going not to just apply to you in the business, but how can you also create these experiences for other people? And I think that more holistic approach is I'm hoping uh, going to really make this even a better place to work than it already is for, for a lot of us. Well, we're definitely rooting for you. And I think you should come back in a year because <laughs> I would love to dig in a lot more to the specific language around the, the values. But of course, as usual, we're out of time. Dang it. <laughs> I know, Eric, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing that journey. Like Maddie said, we could keep going because there's so much to unpack. We'll definitely have to have you back on <laughs> to tell us the continuation of the story. Um, and again, thank you so much. I think there's just so much value in this conversation for our listeners. If they want to get in touch with you, just if they have any questions to build their network, where is the best place to find you? Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. So you just find me on LinkedIn, Eric Ortega. Out. I, I'm, on, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, you could also just shoot me an email at eric.ortega at worldmarket.com. Uh, but for sure, LinkedIn is probably like the, the easiest place to, to get in touch and happy to grow my network and connect and geek out and grab a coffee, virtual okay. coffee, <laughs> to talk about this stuff. Um, I'm like you, like you both. I could talk about this stuff like for hours. For hours. <laughs> hours and hours. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, thank, thank you, you a million again. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us and we'll see you all again soon. Thanks so much, Eric. Yeah, thank you both. In addition to being the Empowering Workplaces host, I'm also the president of Question Pro Workforce, and I wanted to tell you a bit more about it because it so brilliantly aligns with our concept of empowerment. At Question Pro Workforce, we help organizations across the world better connect with their employees. We do this through continuous listening survey technology, as well as sharing our deep knowledge and expertise to help our clients know what questions to ask to most deeply connect with their workforce and take impactful action on data and insights they collect. Learn how Question Pro Workforce can be a great partner on your path to creating a really outstanding employee listening strategy and a remarkable organizational culture at questionpro.com backslash workforce.